Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. You are now listening to Your Life, the Mixtape. This week, I am joined by the founder of Thirst for Democracy, the creator of the rom-com Twitter novella The Affair, starring Stick Condi, and Senator Maibu and the Brother Husbands, one of my favorite reads on Twitter. Please welcome my sister in service and thirst, the one and only Condi. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. I'm very, very excited uh, to get to talk music with you. Um, so, so tell me, what is the last song that you listened to? Uh, um, the last song I listened to was actually This Isn't Our Parade by Santi Bold. I was actually listening to the whole album, um, Master of My Make-Believe. Uh, one of my favorite albums. And uh, I'd also listened to um, The Riot's Gone, which is also a really great song. And for those of you who don't know who Santi Gold is, she was, I know, shame on you, number one. <laughs> because um, even Beyonce loves her. Um, and she's this amazing artist from Philly. And uh, she's gone through like a number of iterations and uh, personas um, from like Santi White, producing for Reese. Um, then she was Santo Gold for a while, then Santi Gold. And uh, she's this like heady mix of like pop, rock, um, and just about everything else. She's like her own genre, basically. And uh, this uh, album in particular is really, really good. Um, And it has great producers on it um, from some of the guys from TV on the radio and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. So you can definitely hear that kind of sound on the album. So that's the last one I was listening to. Who is an artist that you feel like everybody should be listening to? I would definitely say Msaki. She is a South African artist. And uh, for those of you who are familiar with the Twitter novella, The Affair, that starts with Stick Wendy and the Brother Husbands, 
Um, I've used her songs a number of times on the show. Um, my character, like me, is South African. So I try and like add a little South African flavor on the soundtrack. Yes, the, the show has a soundtrack. Um, <laughs> find us on TikTok and Twitter. <laughs> um, and she is amazing. And she has a frequent uh, collaborator. His name is Tresor. And they have um, and lots of great songs together. So that's someone I will say look up. Spelled M-S-A-K-I. Misaki. So taking it back a little bit, um, what is the first song that you remember hearing? This one I actually had to look up because I had the, the tune in my head. It goes, I love you, daddy. It's like this um, 80s song. It was really popular in Southern Africa. Um, it was by this little kid. I think he was like eight or nine. Um, his name was Ricardo. And I don't know, it just always stuck in my head. Uh, and that was the first song I remember hearing. It's very 80s, very poppy, but with like an R&B twinge um, and also sounding like very South African. Um, that's the first song I remember. What is the song that you always put on when you're in your feelings? It's more an album. Um, Amy Winehouse. Whenever I'm going through anything, <laughs> um, I listen to Back to Black, um, Tears Dry on Your Own is, is one I lean on heavy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I would say I'm obsessed with Amy Winehouse. <laughs> there was a, a time when she came to the States um, it was like 2008 or so I think and she performed in DC and Philly and I was living in DC at the time and uh, I went to go see her and it was DC Baltimore and Philly in the space of like a weekend <laughs> I basically like traveled around like a groupie and like every opportunity to see her, um, she is, she was truly amazing, truly amazing. Um, and she would always speak my heart when I was in my feelings. So on the flip side of that, uh, what's the song that whenever it comes on, it immediately puts you in a good mood? Um, I don't know if a lot of people know this song. Uh, Seven Streeter, do you know her? The name sounds familiar. She has this song called I Like It. And I've used it on quite a few songs on my TikToks. Um, most notably on my thirst, like hyper thirsty TikToks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I call it uh, my whole anthem. And I've used it on a TikTok where I'm uh, thirsting over President Bay. For those of you who don't know, that's President Obama. When I was thirsting over Paul Rudd. Um, and then also on an episode where I had 
just had an affair with Idris Elba and uh, Senator Maibu, who's one of the brother husbands that's uh, Senator Ossoff and Jason Momoa have just forgiven me and we're like trying to move on with our relationship. Uh, yeah, but definitely check it out. It's a great song. Uh, it always puts me in a good mood. I would sing it, but I'm not, my singing is not great. <laughs> what's the best song to sing in the shower i mentioned them um earlier tv on the radio one of my favorite bands of all time Uh, they have a song called carefully you and man i love that song and i love to sing it off key in the shower and it, it starts out in French. I do not speak French. <laughs> but let me tell you, I sing it with like all the feeling. <laughs> it goes like, oui, je t'aime, oui, je t'aime. Um, and it's kind of the, the song is a little out of character for them. They do kind of like this art rock type sound um, that was popular in the, the 2000s. <laughs> Man, it's it's it sounds so weird for me to say that, right? Um, to realize that we're old, <laughs> and that was like twenty years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, that was like the heyday of music, and it feels like five years ago, and it was like twenty years ago. And it it has this like wistful, romantic. It was like a ballad, which is a little unusual for them. And I just absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. What song best summarizes what love is? Without a doubt, is this love, Bob Marley. Um, And this is a song that also takes me back to childhood. My dad had a record player. um, That he brought back from London because he studied in London. And he used to go to a lot of concerts and he bought like a ton of records. And uh, when I was little, he would let me like play with the record player and like play music. Um, And one of the albums he had was Bob Marley. He had a bunch of Bob Marley albums. And I just love the song, right? It's... uh, it's about love in its purest form. So just like this couple who basically have like nothing, right? Um, and one of the lines is, uh, we'll share this single bed. It's just like this wonderfully romantic song. And I just, I just really love it. So on the flip side of that, what is the best breakup song? Try Sleeping with a Broken Heart, Alicia Keys. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, that, that's my comfort song. Along with Amy Winehouse, um, Try Sleeping with a Broken Heart. Uh, I can listen to that again and again and again and again. Uh, the, the beat actually sounds to me like an actual heart that's like breaking right you know um it's it's a fantastic song 
It really is. Just on its own merits, this is a really, really good song. Um, but for breakups, man, you can like bawl your eyes out listening to that song. <laughs> yeah, it'll bring you back to life. Um, I'd probably 10 years ago, maybe it was. Um, Robin covered it on uh, the Radio One Live Lounge. Oh man, I don't know why I haven't heard that because I love Robin. Love, 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 love Robin. I'm actually trying to write a new episode of the telenovela because I haven't written anything for a while. And Robin is actually like my inspiration right now, my musical inspiration for the new episode that's coming up. Love her. Yeah, when we get done, I'll uh, I'll see if I can track it down on YouTube and send it to you. Oh, please, please, please do. What song, whenever it comes on, has to be played at max volume? That one is pretty easy. It's definitely Church Girl, Beyonce. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. You have to go full ho uh, when you hear that song. There's no way you cannot dance to it. Yeah. And you have to put on uh, the overalls with only one of the things hooked. And I just aged myself. <laughs> that song takes you places. It's a journey. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. What is the greatest song from a film soundtrack? I'm going to age myself with this one. Um, It is, for me, Kissing You, Desiree, from the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Um, That moment, the famous scene where uh, Romeo and Juliet are looking at each other through the fish tank. And then she's in the background, kind of like serenading as like a lounge singer, I guess. Um, and she looks stunning, right? She looks beautiful. She has those dimples, <laughs> looking highly moisturized and gorgeous. And she's doing those like hand gestures. I remember that distinctly. Um, and she's just singing, singing the hell out of the song. Um, I love kissing you. So it's funny that you said that uh, because at the before the start of every season of this show, um, any I go through and I answer all of the questions and I I build a playlist uh, of my answers. Um, that is actually kissing you is my answer for this question. No way. twins my brother in thirst something i i re-watched romeo and juliet the other day and something i guess i had blocked out or just completely forgotten about um that scene where they're looking at each other through the fish tank they're in the bathroom what i guess i also blocked that out <laughs> well i i definitely need to re-watch the movie um because I only recently remember that Paul Rudd was in it. 
know how I memory hold him. He was Paris. And I'm like, how did I forget that? That's right. But he's only in it for like 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah. He's not in it for long, right? He's at that party. Um, the masquerade ball or whatever, the costume party. Um, but yeah, he's an astronaut. Reminding me of uh, the squirrel from Spongebob. (laughs) So from start to finish, what film has the greatest soundtrack? I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say two, but it's kind of like one. (laughs) Waiting to Exhale and The Bodyguard. I cannot choose between the two. It's impossible. Uh, But those two damn albums. (laughs) I know them from start to finish, front to back, up and down, every single lyric, (laughs) without fail, I can belt them out. Uh, Obsessed with the two. And maybe it has something to do with the fact that I had them on cassette. Same. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I would listen to them on my little blue Sony boombox. Like just over and over and over again. And I would write down the lyrics because that's what you used to do back in the day. There was no Google children. <laughs> um, Especially if the lyrics didn't come in, in the book. Yeah. Exactly. Or if you like got your album bootlegged off the street or something, the lyrics would not be there. <laughs> Which also means that we... Um, knew a lot of wrong lyrics. <laughs> much so. <laughs> and what's hilarious is that uh, the album, at the time I was pretty young, like in my tweens. So those two albums, right? Like the lyrics, what do you know about life? <laughs> Man, the Waiting to Exhale album, I was... I think it was like 12, 13, something like that when it came out, had me like feeling bad about relationships and being mad about relationships that I hadn't even had yet. Like, like what do you know about like marriage and like infidelity? And, like, <laughs> singing at the top of my lungs at 13 years old. I was your lover and your secretary. Like what? Never had a job. <laughs> How was your lover working every day of the week? Man, we were, we were into it, into it. (laughs) What television show has the best theme song? Again, aging myself and also possibly embarrassing myself. Um, Dawson's Creek. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) yes um had two theme songs actually i don't know what happened with like copyright or artist disputes or whatever but the first season had jen arden run like mad and then and then the later seasons then had paula cole i don't want to wait both great songs in my opinion um but yeah whenever i hear those songs it's like a pavlovian like response and i'm like (laughs) pacey 
<laughs> uh, yeah. I actually did a episode on the Twitter novella where the entire video was basically a remake of the opening credits of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> like down, down to like the font um, of the character names. So it had like, you know, Jason Momoa, John Ossoff, Taika Waititi. Because um, at the time, I think there were only three brother husbands. Yeah, there were only three brother husbands at the time. So it had all of them like walking on the beach with like the light, you know, that light filter. <laughs> and then ends with like stick one day, like in a bikini standing there, like, oh, yeah. I love me some Dawson's Creek. I tried, I actually tried re watching the final couple of episodes of the show. Man, that show was bad. Like, really fucking. Really goddamn awful. But um, at the time, it was my entire life. <laughs> yes. And for the children that are not aware, this is from like the golden age. Before it was the CW, it was the WB and UPN and... The WB! <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> like, that, that is where you watched everything. Everything, all the shows, the only shows, everything. What is the best song from a Disney film? Easy. Princess and the Frog, almost there. When Tiana is singing her damn heart out about her dream of owning a restaurant, it gives me all the feelings, all of them. That's such an underrated Disney film. It really is. Especially because, like, she married the prince, but, like, she didn't go live in the castle and all that, all that good stuff. Like, Yeah, because he was broke-ass, too. <laughs> right. He was broke. So, like, she got her restaurant and she got her man and, you know, it was good stuff. What is the song that, whenever it comes on, doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter what you're doing, you're going to dance to this song. Sandcastle Disco Solange. Who would have known? <laughs> it's just, the song is just pure joy. Um, it's pure joy bottled up into a couple of minutes. Um, and there is no way that you cannot dance to it. There's no way. Uh, back in the day, when we had the flip phones <laughs> and I had my cute little pink Motorola razor and you could buy ringtones. <laughs> Do you remember that? And <laughs> so that was my ringtone for like the longest time. The longest time was uh, Sad Castle Disco. So I'll just like get that shot of happy whenever somebody phoned me. And shout out to uh, Solange, who recently uh, became the first Black woman to score an entire ballet for uh, the New York Ballet. Man, she is. She is everything. And also one of Beyonce's biggest influences. Right? She, if you look at some of her music videos, her music, her art, right? And then you look at a Beyonce video 
um, album a few years later, the similarities are uncanny. Some might even say copying off her homework, but you know, I'm not trying to have the hive after me, but yes. But even Beyonce would be the first person. Right. She had that, uh, uh, she had the, I think it was on Instagram where she had plastic uh, off the sofa playing in the background. It's like a homage to Solange. And that song too um, is very Solange, by the way. Right. Um, so yeah. Love me some Solange. I was surprised um, the number of people when, when Homecoming came out. Um, there were a lot of people who were like, why is why did she bring Solange out for Get Me Bodied? Solange wrote Get Me Bodied. That's That was the whole reason Solange was there on stage with her is because Solange wrote that song. And people didn't know that. And I was like, are you, are we, are we serious right now? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Solange. <laughs> Stay out of elevators. Um <laughs> If I ever got on an elevator and then Solange got on after, the first words out of my mouth would be, I didn't do it. <laughs> I love that uh, Beyonce references that whole incident on uh, Cozy. I was looking for that. And I just started screaming in the car. My husband's like, oh, why? Why are you screaming? I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> What is the song that means the most to you? Not necessarily because of the song itself, um, but more because of the memories that you have attached to it. Um, this one, it's Apartment Story by The National. I, The National is one of my favorite bands, number one. Uh, I've seen them live many times. And this song reminds me of a relationship that went all right <laughs> but uh the song reminds me of like the good part of the relationship and it's just the song that is uh i don't know how to describe it it's it's lived in uh you just uh it's cozy and uh it just it, it takes me back to that moment when you felt like, when I felt like, we were the only two people in the world. Uh, and it's just like, uh, I described the national as joyful melancholy. Yeah, I just, I love their music. Love, 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 love the national. Um, for those of you who don't know, I do this thing online called Thirst for Democracy. And I have uh, the bays. So these are like, politicians that like I really admire and I recently added Tony Blinken who is the Secretary of State and we call him State Department Bay so I had his Bay origin story and I made a video of him being like this broody intellectual French speaking like college student it's kind of like a little love make-believe love story that I make about him and this, the song I said it to is uh, Apartment Story 
you should check it out. It's on TikTok. It's, it's really cute. Um, and Tony Blinken is big. <laughs> and he knows it too. <laughs> what song is the ultimate party anthem? I really struggled with this one. Um, so I'm just going to give an answer of one that I really like right now. And it's by a South African artist. Her name is Miss Prue DJ. And the song is called Sondela. And it features actually a number of South African artists. Man, it's a, it's a really, really great song. And again, I'm inspired to sing, even though I cannot sing. <laughs> uh, but check it out. Really, 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 really great song. Uh, really puts you in the mood for a party. I, I thought for sure that uh, your answer to this was going to be Bounce by Idris. Oh, Idris does have like a bunch of really great party songs. Yeah, he does. Um, but no, I, I think I will, I will be sticking to my answer and answer. What artist makes the most appearances on your playlists? It's a toss-up between Jesse Ware, Miguel, and Nico Case. All completely different artists, but who I play incessantly. Miguel is the only one that has made uh, multiple appearances on the Twitter novella. So a, lo a lot of my favorite songs end up on the on the show and I have like a playlist, which I call my soundtrack. And it's kind of like a window into like my, my musical life. Um, but Jesse Ware had this amazing Tiny Desk concert. I don't know if you watched it. It is possibly the, the most perfect like 15 to 20 minutes of music that I've ever heard. Um, her voice, my God. <laughs> her voice is just so pure, has this amazing clarity, this amazing quality. And because she's singing live, uh, completely stripped down in this tiny room, it just like carries, but it isn't like loud or boisterous or anything, it's just perfect. Um, and she's also just so personable um, and like charismatic, but in a very understated kind of way. And uh, yeah, I can listen to her music over and over and over and over again. Like put on some champagne kisses and I'm happy. Whose fault is this that I'm crazy about you? Oh, man. Jesse Ware. Who is an artist considered to be a one-hit wonder that you feel like should have been bigger? Reese. That is my answer. That will always be my answer. <laughs> um, her album was like basically perfect. <laughs> and it's it's honestly a crime that she she wasn't bigger 
she had uh, an album after her debut album, um, but that came like m- many, many, many years later. Uh, and I saw her in DC at Bus Boys and Poets. If you don't know, it's like literally like a restaurant, um, but they also have like a little space for artists, um, poets, musicians. Um, and she was playing there and she was also telling like her story and uh, how she was like treated by the music industry. And she's just like this incredible artist with an incredible voice. Um, some of the, the best songs that I've heard, Golden Boys, How I Do, Tsunami, man, that song can just put you in your feelings. What is the song that reminds you of home? Mm. So I'm from South Africa. I was born in Zimbabwe, but grew up in South Africa. And I came to Philly, which explains part of my obsession with like Santi Gold and like Reese, because they were coming up around the same time I was in college. So I was obsessed with them. Uh, And I went back to South Africa when I had my first kid. And he would not go to sleep unless we drove him in the car. Like every night, yeah, every night we put him in the car seat and like drive around. And the only song for a long time that he wants to hear was We Found Love by Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I've listened to that song thousands of times. Uh, and that, just uh, those memories of like driving around near my parents' house uh, remind me of home. Um, he also really loved uh, Beyonce, the self-titled album. And he knew the track listings. So he'd be like, I want to listen to track eight or whatever. <laughs> and very inappropriately, he used to love Rocket. <laughs> and I was like, not this song. No, not this one. <laughs> so yeah, Rihanna. Um, we found love. What is the greatest love song of all time? Because I love you, Lenny Williams. Yeah, great song. Especially the spoken part in the middle. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> man, it's so great. <laughs> From start to finish, and it's a long song. <laughs> um, it's a really, really, really heartfelt heartbreaking kind of hilarious um love song what is the song that defined your generation i think maybe not a song but an artist tupac and i think in part because he passed um when like my generation was coming up and so many songs just have just st- stuck with me and are a part of my life. So whenever I'm really angry at somebody, the lyrics to hit him up always come into my head. <laughs> Actually, I think I have a number of tweet threads where I'm like just cussing out the GOP. 
um, to the lyrics from Hit 'Em Up. And, and then when Roe v. Wade was struck down, definitely Keep Your Head Up was like front of mind, especially the part where he's talking about like men have no right to tell women when and where to have babies. Um, so yeah, Pac, still think about him a lot. In your opinion, what is the greatest song ever written? A House is Not a Home, Bird Baccarat. But sung by, and you, you, you would say this, uh, I, I believe, Luther Andrews. The definitive version, in my opinion. No disrespect to the great Dion Warwick, but uh, Luther's version is the definitive version of that song. I can listen to that song anytime, anywhere, all the time. Um, it's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. It's just an amazing, timeless song. So, interestingly enough, what is the song that you could listen to over and over again and never get sick of? In all the lights, Donna Summer. Thank you. In <laughs> <laughs> all the lights, sweet darling. Man, that song. And then when she goes into that extended high note, um, man, Donna Summer. And for me, that's her best song. I don't know. People will fight me on this. But for me, that is her best song. She was one of those people that people underestimated her vocal ability. Yes. Yes. Uh, the other day, I was like, let me look up the oral history of the song. Just I listened to it so much. And uh, there was this like, review at the time talking about how vocally at the time it was like one of the best songs that came out um yeah like i'm especially that note that she holds um man what a voice what a voice people dismissed her i guess because it was disco whatever but she was a vocalist you know, there's Dim All the Lights, and then, you know, MacArthur Park is fucking 97 hours long. <laughs> you know, the the or, original cut of I Feel Love is six and a half minutes long. And she's doing stuff with her voice on that track that, like, at the time, nobody was doing. That was my defense of Donna Summer. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming to our TED Talk and I feel love Beyonce on her latest album and since we're talking about I feel love the Sam Smith version of that song is garbage I love Sam Smith but <laughs> <laughs> well I'm glad I have not heard that cover <laughs> It was I, I I feel like Target paid for it for like their Christmas ads or something, and then he released it onto the world as a single, and it just it wasn't good. 
I just want to add one more song to this. Um, Retrograde by James Blake. I could listen to that song over and over again. And I did. Um, I used to work for a consulting firm. So I'd have to drive a lot um, like clients. And I would play that song full blast on repeat <laughs> on like hour long drives. It's a, an amazing song. If you don't know James Blake, look up James Blake. He's great. Uh, he's written songs for some of my favorite artists as well. He's a really good songwriter. Um, James Blake. So this this next question tends uh, to be the most controversial of the bunch. Um, since I have added this question to the mix, um, there has not been a single episode that after it airs, I don't get an email about this question. So tell me what is the greatest music video of all time? Thought about this at some length and I am adamant about it. I will not be writing you any emails about this one. It is more than the woman, Aaliyah. The best music video remains the best music video <laughs> ever made, way ahead of its time. Um, and also just a, a banging song. Because I'm cheating a lot already on this show and giving, giving multiple songs <laughs> questions that I'm only supposed to give one answer to. Uh, Take On Me, uh-huh. Also, excellent music video ahead of its time too. Mm -hmm. So those are my two answers. You will not be getting a retraction email. <laughs> So tell me, what is the greatest musical collaboration of all time? Okay. Hear me out. Babyface, when he collaborates with anyone. But in particular, three songs with three different women. Whitney Houston, I'm Your Baby Tonight. Mariah, Never Forget, Forget Me. And uh, Tony Braxton, Love Should Have Brought You Home. Not not technically collaborations, but he wrote the songs, produced them, and uh, they had that he ended up being their best songs. Um, so that's my answer for that one, which is a little bit of a cheat, but I love those songs. I, I feel like only one other time has someone mentioned like a producer as opposed to like another artist. So I'll allow it. Yay. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Those songs, especially Love Should Have Brought You Home. Love Should Have Brought You Home. You, man. Yeah. I've used that song multiple times on the Twitter novella too. <laughs> also, coincidentally, when uh, Stick Kondi is cheating on the brother husbands with Idris Elba, she just can't help herself with Idris Elba. If you could have a song play whenever you enter a room, what would it be? Oh, actually, here is where I bring in Idris Elba. He has a collaboration with an artist called Sarkodi. 
It's a song called Party and Bullshit. I don't know if you know it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my vibe whenever I walk into a room. <laughs> it's party and bullshit. Party. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it's turn up time whenever I enter a room. So that would be my song. What is the song that no matter what kind of playlist you're making, no matter what kind of vibe you're going for, this song will make an appearance? Prime Time by Miguel and Janelle Monáe. And I, I always try and find a way to work it. <laughs> and also Hollywood Dreams by Miguel. And Face the Sun by Miguel. Just basically Miguel. It would be my final answer. <laughs> I am I am that way with um with Janelle Monet also. Like it just it doesn't matter what kind of playlist I'm making. I'm like, how how can I fit a Janelle song in here? Absolutely, absolutely. When I'm making my videos, I'm like, hmm. I'm making a video about Jason Momoa's butt, Janelle Monet. <laughs> That's just the way you make me feel. <laughs> yeah. Love her. What is the best song for a road trip? Lights by Journey. For me, their best song, I think. Um, God, it's such a... And funnily enough, even though it's ballady, I always dance. And not just like regular dance. I twerk to it. I don't know why. <laughs> There's just something about it. Um, it also has a bit of like a R&B-ish vibe to me. Extremely melodic. Uh, yeah, there's something about his voice as well on the song. And it's great to listen to like full blast in the car. When the lights go down in the city. It's, a, it's a, yeah, a really, really great song. What is a song that you would give anything to see played live? I, want, I would do anything. I would sell an organ to see Prince live. Hands down. Um, but specifically, I would want to see him and Shaka Khan sing Sweet Things. Yes, he is obsessed with this song. He's obsessed with her. And they've uh, performed this song a couple of times together, like at different points in his career. And man, it is magic. I mean, the song itself, um, Sweet Thing. Rufus and Shakan is magic, obviously, cookout classic, etc. But when he collaborates with her live, man, man. <laughs> and I'd also love to see him do Beautiful Ones Live. That is a goddamn song. He had a, a, a live performance of Beautiful Ones with Misty Copeland dancing to it. Um, 
And let me tell you something. That was magic. You have to. It's so good. Whenever I think of the the song, um, I feel like he's literally cracking his soul open when he's singing, like, do you want me or do you want him? Like, I want you, man. Yes. So I'm in the market to sell organs to see Prince. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the same way I feel about uh, after, after he passed and the estate released his demo of Nothing Compares to You. And I just like sat in the tub crying for like two hours after the song was over. Yeah. That's how I feel about uh, Sometimes the Snows in April and uh, Adore was the song that I walked down the aisle to. Yeah. Yeah. Since was everything. Everything. So we have come to the final question. You are at the gates of um, whatever kind of afterlifey type thing uh, that you might believe in. The ancestral plane. <laughs> and before they will let you through, they're making you a lovely gift basket. Uh, there's muffins and some HOA type paperwork that you can worry about later. Um, but they are also making a mixtape of your life. Now, the most important question that you will answer in this time that we have spent together today, what is the first song on that mixtape? Love on Top Fiance. I feel like when I see like the lights <laughs> and the pearly gates are opening or whatever it is, and I hear, baby, it's you. You're the one I love. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. So uh, if there is anything that you would uh, like to plug or if you'd like to uh, tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can find you on the social media, you are more than welcome to do that now. Okay, perfect. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Kondi Intini. That is Q-O-N-D-I-N-T-I-N-I. And I do what I call Thirst for Democracy, which is a very sexy political activism. <laughs> um, where I just try to get joyful and uh, very accessible political engagement uh, and it's based around a couple of characters so there's senator maibu who's senator john also who's objectively the most good-looking senator um, that we have had in some time in some time and i think he knows it because his clothing is getting scandalously tight scandalously tight I think he probably has like a new tailor that's like reinforcing the seams 
and doing something to the button situation because those shirts are screaming across his chest and his shoulders. The other thing that um, I do is the Twitter novella, which is a 10 season long at this point, internet soap opera, which also stars him because he is fine. (laughs) And started out as a love triangle between my alter ego, Stick Gondi, who is literally a stick figure (laughs) that I draw into um, pictures and videos. Uh, And she was in a thirsty love triangle with Senator Maibu and Jason Momoa, obviously, because the damn. (laughs) But it's grown into this polyandric marriage between her and five brother husbands, as I like to call them, because they have very sweet relationships between them too. And it is, so it's Jason Momoa, Senator Maibu, Idris Elba, Taika Waititi, and of course, Chris Evans, that absolute smoke show. And you can find that at Stick Gondi, so S-T-I-C-K-Q-O-N. D-I. And Senator Maibu also has an account. Um, Senator Maibu and Jason Momoa, the brother husband, also has an account. <laughs> and that is Jason Loves Gondi. You can also find me on TikTok at Stick Gondi and on Instagram uh, Stick Gondi as well. And on TikTok, I recently got to, it's now almost 13,000 followers and almost a million likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mostly off the, the, the back of Jason Momoa's butt. <laughs> uh, it's, it's definitely a Jason Momoa appreciation TikTok account. But there's also a ton of like thirsty political videos and of course all the videos from the Twitter novella. So yeah, check me out online. It's it's fun, it's joyful, it's it's a break from a lot of the outrage driven and uh, frankly hateful stuff <laughs> that's on Twitter. Especially now if you're feeling a little despondent that uh, Hair plugs Lex Luthor, aka Elon Musk, has taken over. Um, you can come and rest your weary head in my version of Twitter. Thank you uh, so much for being here today. I have I have enjoyed this so much, um, and you are you are more than welcome to come back whenever you want. Oh, I love that! I love that uh, we have some of the same answers to the questions. This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.